don't procrastinate your salvation for tomorrow because you may not have tomorrow. If rapture takes place now, number one thing that is going to happen is that everybody that we're not serious with God will become serious. We will have the rugged kind of revival that will emanate. The moment rapture takes place, that's when you understand that you did not do well with your life. But at this point, the blood of Jesus will no longer be available for your help. The name of Jesus will not function anymore. The door of the Lord will be closed. The door of the heavens will be closed. And God will now be having a nice time with his bride. The bride are the ones he rapture. And look at how God gives preference to people that have died in Christ. The Bible says the dead in Christ will rise up first and join him with us and we will live to be with him in the air. When God is done with that, he will hand over the world to the devil to do unto the people that are in the world what he likes. People keep asking, why will God set people and put them in hell? It's not God's willingness to put people in hell. There was a man who had hell that God said he's going to be in hell and the person is called Lucifer. God had prepared hell for Lucifer and his interest and his sin. So since you are not lining up with Christ, he takes you by force the way he's going to. That's the day we will know that forgiveness is the name of a person and the person is Jesus. God was angry with the whole world and wanted to finish the whole world, wanted to destroy the entire world because the law was that a soul that sinned shall die and there was no way he could amend the law and so Jesus said I want you to forgive them he said you know the principles, I can't forgive them and he said I want you to do to me what you done to them so that you can spare them so the Bible said the chastisement of our peace was upon him so for us to enjoy the peace that we are enjoying now as people that have once committed sin as ex-murderers, ex-thieves is because the penalty of the sin was not taken away. The penalty of the sin was put upon somebody who was innocent so that the guilty will be made innocent. So forgiveness is a person when you stand behind Jesus and God looks at Jesus. He sees the punishment. He has punished Jesus already. So he forgives other people because this one has taken it over you. When Jesus comes and picks his children up, every other person, you are now on your own. You are to save yourself by your blood. The Bible says in those days there will be great tribulation. Listen, natural death will be ceased. People will not be able to die natural death anymore. The Bible said they will jump into the river wanting to die. The river will throw you up. And says, please take care of yourself. The door of the mercy of the Lord will be locked. That is the day that we will know that the mercy of the Lord is a person. And the person is Jesus. Life is going to be horrible for people that will be around. That dead will be a blessing if people die. 
people will be envying people that have died. My prayer for the church is that you will not be around during the time of the great tribulation when there will be antichrist. So rapture will be God telling Jesus, take your people that I have forgiven because I'm about to destroy the world. One of the things you must be able to fight against as a believer is that you must try as much as you can not to be miracle driven. If you are a child of God, you have to be able to fight. Just the same way little children are fighting not to collect things from people. Have you been slapped before by your mother for collecting something from somebody you don't know? Have you been beaten before? Have you been stabbed before? I collected biscuit from somebody and my mother told me you will eat that biscuit for one week. Now only me, they beg people to collect the biscuit back. So, just the same way little children are warned, threatened not to take things from people they don't know. That's the same way two believers should be able to work on themselves and try as much as they can to avoid to be miracle seekers or to avoid to get something that the devil is about to give to them. The Bible made it very clear when it says all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. So automatically he's telling you that there are other gifts that are coming from the devil but they are not good gifts. Satan knows your gravings. He knows what you are eager to have. And he has a duplicate of that thing that you're looking for. Imagine even if you are desperate for God to use you does it not look like it's a good thing for somebody to be desperate for God to use him? But it's a very bad thing. I mean being desperate to raise the dead, being desperate to heal the sick, being desperate to open the blind's eye, being desperate to heal a mad person. It is in that desperation that people get into wrong ways of doing that thing. So the devil has a artificial way of making you actualize your desperation. He has an artificial way of making you feel good in your desperation. So we believers should try as much as we can to make sure that we are not miracle enticed. Do not be enticed by miracle. When you hear somebody say, whatever thing you tell me to do, I will do it. Those people are dangerous human beings. So one of the things that the devil will do in the last days is that the devil will do miracles. The devil will do signs and wonders. Maturity as a believer is when you reject something. For some children that are very disciplined, a child can be crying of hunger and a stranger gives him something and he says no. And he's crying. Why is he crying? He wants to get it from the mother. And if the mother collects it from the stranger and gives it to the child, the child collects it. I'm still trying to check whether you are a child of God. Because if you are not a child of God, the devil will want to give you something and you will collect and thank God. How do you thank God for the money you got from hookup? How do you thank God? You need to fight. Tell your neighbor, fight. Fight your desperation for miracle. Anything that makes you too desperate. There are people that, if somebody called you now and tell you the call of your pants, you faint. Tell your neighbor, the devil knows the call of your boxer. It's simple for the devil. Very simple. 
Very simple. Say a neighbor he knows. Very simple. He knows the color of your pants. He knows where your grandfather is from. He knows where orange is planted in your family compound. He knows. He knows that mango is in your compound. Is there actually compound in Nigeria that there are no mangoes and orange trees and cover and plantains? There must be a frustrated cover that is trying to grow. They have cut one part off. Those ones are not prophecies for the game. So don't always be too excited. I've entered a vehicle before, many years ago. Entered a vehicle before and somebody turned and looked at me and said, You are a man of God. <laughs> and I said, Thank you, sir. He said, You are carrying a ray anointing. I said, God bless you, sir. He said, You people are too. I said, Thank you, sir. He started saying some things. I didn't like it again. You must be like Paul. Paul, they started prophesying about Paul. The prophecies were all accurate. And he looked into the person's spirit and discovered that that was a demon saying the truth. And be careful when the demon is saying the truth because there's a lie he's about to vomit. So he was saying the truth, but he was a devil. And the devil is called the deceiver. So the truth is giving is to be able to deceive you well. So, if you lift up your hand, I'm going to pray for you right now. May the Lord quench your desperation for miracles. May the Lord quench your desperation for miracles. I'll be preaching to you on what I call joining from rapture. Part 2. See, there are people that the only way the enemy was able to catch them is because the enemy had rose their curiosity for miracles. There's somebody listening to me now that the enemy wants to drive you with curiosity for miracles. He wants you to be too curious. One of my friends died. Either 2010, he died. Died mysteriously. They had family cleaning and all of that and they were cleaning the compound and he entered the house and he said he wants to sleep that they should call him when they have finished boiling water for him so all of a sudden he died somebody was calling the sister and said i've been calling gabriel's number it's not going through so the sister went to the room to go and call him he was gone he wasn't sick he was doing cleaning in the compound later on just went and slept and left the mother got him from a juju priest so when they wanted to go and get the child the demon told that the son He's already 35 years old. The person I'm giving to you is already 35. The guy, I think he died at 30 years. At that 30 years, we didn't know he was already 60-something. It was when the child died, the next year, the father died. The sister's husband died. The woman confessed that there was a time she was curious for many things to change in her life. And she went and joined marine witchcraft. People are doing marine engineering. You are joining marine witchcraft. Put your hands on your chest. Say, Lord. Help my desperation. There are many of you here, small children. You are so desperate to make money. You are so desperate as a man. So you are so desperate to make money. Your desperation to make money is too high. And what the devil is telling you is make money so that you can make your parents happy. You don't know that your parents will be the one they will kill. The moment you go to make the money. Work on your desperation. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the eastern part of my country, pastors call people and they bless their phone and bless their laptop so that they can be able to do Yahoo. Some pastors call people's phone and bless it and anoint it to be able to give a white man. So work on your desperation. I'm saying all of that because I've seen somewhere in the scripture where the Bible says, For they shall arise false prophets and they shall show great signs and wonders. 
in such a way that even the very elect will be deceived. If time is not taken, the very elect will be deceived. They will not know which one is real and which one is fake. So that's what I've seen here. Alright, verse 26 says, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber. Believe it not. Alright, I started teaching in the second service about rapture. If you were not there, get a part one of this message. Listen to it. I thought about rapture, how rapture is going to happen. And it's going to be a powerful thing. It's going to be one of the most wonderful events in lifetime. The whole world will be confused. Science will lack explanation for what rapture will look like. This is how it's going to happen. God will be tired of the sins of the world. How many people know that God has only one property left in this world? Every other one, he has abandoned them. God has only one property left. And that one property that God has left is the church. Are you aware? So don't allow Antichrist on Facebook, on Instagram to make you to talk against the church. The church is the property of Jesus. That is only property left. So the moment God comes and becomes tired of the sins of the world, he will come down and take his church home. And that is what we call rapture. Some translation calls it cut up or taken up. Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 explains how rapture is going to be in matthew 24 jesus explained how rapture is going to be he says two people will be sleeping one person will be taken and the other one will remain some people will be walking on the road and one person taken away the other one is left behind we can be in a service like this and few are taken many will remain or many are taken few are remain if you do anything for the lord and you are busy in the church, you walk in the church, you have titles in the church. Thank God for our church, we don't have to plenty titles. But there are churches that there is reverend, there is very reverend, there is most reverend, there is right, but I'm not sure there's wrong reverend, there's no left reverend, there are right reverend. No matter what your position is, if you do not have right relationship with God, your position will deceive you. There are positions that makes it look like you are very close to God. If your relationship is not closer to God and your sins are not forgiven. After all, when you go to the book of life, it is not your title that is written there. It is your name. So, when rapture takes place, there are very many things that are going to happen. And those things I want to say now in just 20 minutes. So give me your ears. The day rapture takes place, if it takes place today, how many of you are ready for rapture? How many? Only two from this side. Four from that side. This side, how many? Ready for rapture. Get ready before the service is over. If rapture takes place now, number one thing that is going to happen is that everybody that we're not serious with God will become serious. Including you. You know yourself. Will become serious. All the people that did not want to join pastor school will join tomorrow. We will have the rugged kind of revival that will emanate. Let me tell you something. Listen, I'm telling you now. Camera is my witness. Point camera to me. Each time I see revelation of rapture taking place, I see you preach the gospel. Like, it's a warning. I see you preach powerfully, stand on the junction, hold cast, keep cast down, and preach that Jesus is true. I think I've seen it about four times. But it's always after rapture has taken place. And you are preaching powerfully. There's going to be a high level of revival. 
revival after rapture has taken place. Because now it is going to be dawned on you that that thing was true. Do you know why a lot of people were fly? Because Jesus hasn't come as fast as we thought. But we should have known when Jesus was giving a parable about the virgin. We should have known that his coming was not going to be quick. Because the Bible said they stayed longer until the virgin slept. The five virgins, their lights were out. So they now went to buy black markets in their life. By the time they went, the man had come. Many people now that are not taking God's thing serious, you don't even love God, you are just made a notice to the false few, maybe they work for God, made a notice to they disturb you, God something, made a notice to two praise person. Our church too, they do. Our church, we too, they do too much. After all, nobody, the other man, the pastor, instead of the carry woman, you they don't even allow, maybe you shake body. <laughs> every time holiness, every time Jesus is coming now, now, now. So many of you don't even want me to know your house. You want your house to be very far away from me so that I don't know where you are living. So I don't visit at all. Because this year I'm going to be visiting people unexpectedly. I just call you, where are you? I'm at your door. I'm at your door. <laughs> If I'm not around, I say, but your house is open. <laughs> you explain, it's my caretaker's daughter, it's my landlord's grandchild, it's my... I will not answer. So, should I come to your house? And I know the times I'm going to come. Most times I'll come after the rain has finished falling. In the evening, around 9 p.m., rain has just finished falling. I just say, let me visit some of my sons in the Lord and see if they are still waiting for the Lord. <laughs> so I just knock. Before you know it, you just see a lady come out with a big polo. Say, how are you? Who are you? <laughs> okay, so now, there be a high level of revival. It's just like when exams is over. There are people that read so much after exam is over. The moment exam is over like this, you see a lot of people with books. Just, that thing is in chapter 3. That thing is in chapter 3. Look at the chapter. Everybody. All the people that did not want to read, they now read too late. Because now the deceiver is done with his work. What the deceiver is doing right now in your life is that the deceiver is covering your eyes from seeing the main thing. The deceiver is called the devil, is putting your interest on other things to fetch money, to look for this, to look for this, to look for this. Somebody said to me, my father did not want to be a pastor because he didn't want to be poor. That all the pastors used to be poor, so his father did not want to be poor. So I now told him, tell me the condition of your father now. Let me know whether he's uh, Elon Musk or Bill Gates. And I discover his father is wretched. So the enemy will block your eye from seeing the very thing. So the moment rapture takes place, your eyes will be open. You will now be asking yourself, what did I do in my life? What was I doing with my life? What did I do? The man who invented Apple went to the doctor, he was feeling sick, he went to the doctor and he was diagnosed that he had a cancer and he would soon die. He said his life came before him, all his life. He now was asking him, he said, what have I done with my life? What have I really done ever since I was born? They told him, you invented apple. He said, and so what? It's no longer a thing for him. So he now said that everyone should live every day of their life as though that's their last day. Every day of your life as you're living, live it as your last day that you'll not be able to live another day again. That's to say, don't procrastinate your salvation for tomorrow because you may not have tomorrow. That's what he said. There's another rich man that wanted to die 
and he paid a lot of scientists around. He knew he was going to die. You know, the white people's country is very much organized. They can tell you, oh, this sickness, you're going to die. In the next four years, you're going to die. So you have four years to live your life. And they probably can trace it to a day you're going to die. So one man knew that he had about five years to die. So he employed a lot of scientists and put them in his house and said they should do a research on how to cure his sickness. Paid them heavily. You don't go to anywhere. Just take your bath, go back to the computer, research on something. So they are all researching and researching, researching till the day came and the man died. And all the researchers rest. Have you been caught stealing before? Let me see your hand lifted up. Have you removed meat from the booth and, and as you turn to put it, here is your mother. <laughs> meat, you can't swallow meat, you can't drop your hand, you freeze. <laughs> The moment you are caught stealing, all the ideas you had left you. It is the devil that is now advising you. Look at what you have done for yourself. <laughs> the devil is the one asking you, look at what you have done at your age. You are a grown up person. If you are caught in exam so the devil will be telling you, but you are intelligent. You used to take space in primary school. Why didn't you read this? This thing is not, it's just a small book. The moment rapture takes place, that's when you understand that you did not do well with your life. Some people have the ability to know things very late. So that's when they will now know, oh, I didn't do well with my life. I didn't live well. I did not save God well. I didn't do what I was supposed to do for God. I was wasting my life doing this. I was wasting my time doing this. I did not focus on the main thing. So because of that, very many people will become a revivalist. They will start preaching the gospel. They will stand on the road. All of you that don't even like going for an acaso, they will stand on the road and preach that Jesus is true. But do you know what is going to be lacking in their message? From the day rapture takes place, Jesus will cease to be a savior from that day. So his blood will no longer be available to redeem anybody. He will withdraw from that position of a savior. So no matter how many people come to that altar call, he is not interested. The door of salvation will be closed. So you'll be repenting too late. It's like remembering the exam's question. The answer you should have written after you have submitted. The examiner is on the bike and is moving. And you remember suddenly. You forgot that you did not write your rig number. Many revivalists will come up. But at this point, the blood of Jesus will no longer be available for your help. The name of Jesus will not function anymore. The door of the Lord will be closed. The door of the heavens will be closed. And God will now be having a nice time with his bride. The bride are the ones he raptured. When the rapture took place, the people that are gone, the Bible said blessed are those who will join on the first resurrection. Because when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will hear first and the believers that are on the wall will hear also and they will both be raptured and they will be transformed. And they in the heavens, they are already clothes that were measured for them. They have measured a garment for them, a garment of righteousness. The Bible said they shall be clothed with the white ramen. Jesus will wait all of them. He's going to have a nice time with them in the sky. And he will no longer be interested with what is happening in the world. And very many people will be revived late. Will be born again too late. Will be saved too late. But there's another slim door of mercy that will be kept for them. That is to say, anybody else that wants to now repent, wants to make heaven, 
will now make heaven by the expense of his blood. So if you can be able to stand what the Bible calls the tribulation or the great tribulation, then you can make heaven. So what is the great tribulation? Many people will be excited. Many people will give their life to Christ and churches after rapture will be more than churches before rapture. People will be gathering in big places and they will have services and the church has no name. No signpost. Nobody is a teacher. Nobody is a pastor. Nobody is a Jew. People are gathering, praying, and the devil will institute a new thing. And that is to the great tribulation. The false prophet, the antichrist, will start hating them and will hate them to mention the name Jesus. They will ban the name Jesus. They will tell them we don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. And for you to buy in our market and for you to sell in our market, you must not have anything to do with Jesus. You must reject Jesus. You must tell him, I have no business with you. You must deny him. You must reject him. And for you to be sure that you are not cajoling us, you must take the number of the beast. And we have to put it on your forehead or on your right hand. And that is the only thing you are going to do for you to be free. And the Bible says many who accepted the Jesus, but it was already too late, will neglect it and now take the mark of the beast. That's why we read in that verse 22. The Bible says it's going to be three and a half years. Three and a half years of great tribulation. A time where the Antichrist will hate you for having anything to do with Christ. There will be task force moving around, making sure that nobody has anything to do with Christ. So all the big and the mega churches that will be formed immediately after rapture, they will scatter them all. And through tribulation, all of them will return back and reject Jesus, denounce Jesus, reject him. And there will be some people that will say, no, I don't want. So if you don't want to reject Jesus, they will come to you one day and they say, Jesus or your life. You now say, Jesus. They say, we are cutting off your hand. Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer short sleep? or long sleep. You choose, they cut it, and they leave. Tomorrow, they come back. Are you still standing for your Jesus that cannot help you? He has abandoned you. He has taken the people that were important for him. And they will tell you, is it not only life that makes you stay back? Is it not only small fornication that makes you stay back? You that used to pay tithes and do all of that. Only small sin. Is it not only pride that makes you stay back? That Jesus doesn't like you. Deny him. Tell him you don't have any business with him. He said, no, I still love him. He said, okay, we are taking off we are giving you short sleep this time, since you don't, because it is. Next time they come back, we are giving you singlet. They move it here. The Bible says in those days, there will be great tribulation. Listen, natural death will be ceased. People will not be able to die natural death anymore. The Bible said they will jump into the river wanting to die. The river will throw you up. And says, please take care of yourself. And your problem, I'm trying to take care of myself. People will want to hit themselves on stones. The stone will push you away. I'm trying to recount all the blood I have killed already. Don't come and add more to me. Don't confuse my counting. The door of the mercy of the Lord will be locked. That is the day that we will know that the mercy of the Lord is a person. And the person is Jesus. That's the day we will know that grace is not a name of a girl. It's a name of a person. And the person is called Jesus. The door of the mercy of the Lord will be covered. Do you know what is forgiveness? That's the day we will know that forgiveness is the name of a person. And the person is Jesus. God was angry with the whole world. And wanted to finish the whole world. Wanted to destroy the entire world. Because the law was that a soul that sinned shall die. 
And there was no way he could amend the law. And so Jesus said, I want you to forgive them. He said, you know the principles, I can't forgive them. And he says, I want you to do to me what you have done to them so that you can spare them. So the Bible said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So for us to enjoy the peace that we are enjoying now, as people that have once committed sin, as ex-murderers, ex-thieves, is because the penalty of the sin was not taken away. The penalty of the sin was put upon somebody who was innocent so that the guilty will be made innocent. So forgiveness is a person and the forgiveness is standing behind Jesus. When you stand behind Jesus and God looks at Jesus, he sees the punishment, he has punished Jesus already. So he forgives other people because this one has taken it over you. So this is what happens. The penalty of sin was death. You couldn't change it. It's not something anybody should change. A soul that sinned shall die. God told them from the beginning. It's not when they committed sin that they told them. They told them, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall die. When Satan was talking to them, he said to them, when you eat it, you shall not surely die. That you don't die once. You die gradually till you are gone. That you become a mortal. And a mortal is something that is going to die. So he deceived a woman enough to eat it. God was willing to destroy the whole man to fulfill his promise. Not that he had forgiven them. So the only way he could forgive them was that the forgiveness had to be a human being, had to be a person. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all of them were to be destroyed. And instantly, Jesus pleaded on their behalf. And God said, you know how these things work. I cannot. The law has been said, if I do not kill them, I am not a just God. So for me to be a just God, I have to kill them because the penalty of sin is death. And Jesus said, I want you to kill me on their behalf. So he texted him and killed him. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. So now he killed him. And he put all the punishment of the sin of the whole world upon him. So now, for everybody that line up with Jesus, anytime God looks at Jesus, he doesn't see their sin because he is the forgiveness of God. Jesus becomes the forgiveness of God. So they are having forgiveness because one person has been tortured on their behalf. So now, for everyone who fails to be in line with this person, you can't blame him for not saving you. You blame yourself for not entering the kingdom. People keep asking, why will God take people and put them in hell? It's not God's willingness to put people in hell. There was a man who had hell that God said is going to be in hell and the person is called Lucifer. God had prepared hell for Lucifer. And his interest and his sin. So since you are not lining up with Christ, he takes you by force the way he's going to. So rapture will be God giving Jesus trumpet and telling him, shout the trumpet. Take your people that I have forgiven because I'm about to destroy the world. So when Jesus will scream the trumpet, the trumpet will be so powerful that if somebody had died 300 years ago, he has the ability to come back to life. The reason is this. Jesus said, 
I am the way, the truth, and life. So if somebody had received Jesus and died, it doesn't change Jesus from being life. Jesus is still life. So the day that trumpet will be sounding, the person that has received Jesus, though had died 500 years ago, will hear because he was not dead. He was alive. You cannot have life and die. Oh, I feel like preaching. Paul explained to us that when we die as believers, we are not really dead. We are just sleeping. And he said that we shall be changed at the twinkle of an eye. At the twinkle of an eye, we will be changed. One day I went to see somebody at the motor and I was told that a rat came and ate up his nose. His nose was completely eaten off. The man had no nose anymore and ate up his upper part of the mouth. So I told the motor, I said, now what are you going to do? They said, we will mold him something for line instead. We will mold something for him and do a makeup for line instead for him to use and pass. When people die, after some time, they rot. Later on, they start decaying and they finish. They decay. The bodies get to somewhere that we don't know. Become sand and all of that. But when the trumpet of God sounds, whether you were a little child and you shift Jesus into your life, the Jesus that you have received is life. The life in you, even though you are dead. The day the trumpet of God shall be sound. Anybody that has that life in him shall vibrate. And the Bible said a new body shall come upon them. And they shall be raptured. And look at how God gives preference to people that have died in Christ. The Bible says the dead in Christ will rise up first. And joining with us. And we will live to be with him in the air. When God is done with that, he will hand over the world to the devil. So do unto the people that are in the world what he likes. They have tried to do many things and it did not just work out because of the presence of the church. Many years ago, a guy from Kenya, Obama, introduced something called RFID. The RFID was a chip, like a size of rice, that is going to be put on somebody's body. What they were saying was that if we put it on your body, we can be able to assess your health condition. We can use computer and check what is happening to you. You don't need to go to test in the hospital. We can just see what is happening to you. We can minister treatment to you, even without meeting you. So what they needed to do is that when once that chip is put on your body, listen, this is what Antichrist is going to do with his mark. If you find some people come to your house and do immunization, have people come to your house to do immunization before? After they have finished doing the immunization, they will come to your house and write something on the chalk and circle it and write some numbers and they leave. What the devil wants to do is that the moment he puts a chip in you, they will come to you and write on your body a number that shows that they have put the chip inside of you. What's the duty of the chip? The duty of the chip is to make people to be half human beings and half machines. If they want to sit down right now and want to increase the hormones that has to do with sex, they just type on their computer and they said people in South South Nigeria and all of you will stand and they just increase sexual hormones and everybody that is in that side can be running around this street sleeping with each other. The devil wants to be in control of your consciousness. They have tried to do it. They have tried to convince people it doesn't work. Do you know why it's not working? The church is still around. The moment the church is taken away, everything will work. Let me shock you. When that thing is in your body, you cannot run and hide anywhere. They can track you from wherever you are. They can track you. So when they say you cannot run, you can't hide anywhere, 
you become a slave to the devil. When Jesus comes and picks his children up, every other person you are now on your own, you are to save yourself by your blood. So when they come cut your leg this day, another day cut your hand, after cutting every part of your body, they will tell you you are such a stubborn person, they will just kill you. Those are the ones that will make it on the second batch. But the problem is this, how many people can even stand pain? How do you give your life to Christ now? Just lift up your hands and Lord Jesus, come into my heart and repent of your sin. And it is very difficult. How much more when? You will have to go through pains to be saved. Why you have to go through pains to be saved that time is because you have ignored the one who had gone through pain for you to be saved. There's the one that had gone through all that pain. The soul that sinners shall die. There was a one that went through all that pain for you to be saved. So you refused to be in line with him. And so he had gone with the people that had accepted with him. So since you did not want to accept, you have to now go through your own pain. They will be nailing you on your own cross. You will be going through your penalty of sin. Since you have ignored the one who came as the forgiveness of God. It's called the great tribulation. You will not get treated anywhere except you have the mark. You will not buy from anywhere except you have the mark. You will not even be able to sell even your Bitcoin without the mark. You will not. And let me tell you something. I preach sometimes on preparation for Antichrist. Everything has been put in place to make sure that the government is helping. Now there have been treaties signed by Muslims. Christians and so on, very soon they will come up with one world religion and they will thrash out the name of Jesus. They will say for us to be able to please the Islam and for Islam to be able to please us, for us to be able to please the Buddhists and for us to be able to please the Hindus, let's not use any name that will offend anybody. Let's not use Muhammad. Let's not use Jesus. Let's just worship one beast. And they will bring out a beast or give him a name or whatever and say that's the one we are worshipping if you dare mention the name of Jesus you are crucified because they will act like you are going to bring war when they are trying to bring peace life is going to be horrible for people that will be around that death will be a blessing if people die people will be envying people that have died because to die and escape such a terrible time is going to be a great blessing so my prayer for the church is that you will not be around during the time of the great tribulation where there will be antichrist. The Bible talks about antichrist and miracles and one of the things he said is that an antichrist shall give life to lively objects in case it's miracles that you are driven with. He will mold something and after molding something he will give life to the stone that they have molded. The thing will start living. If your eyes are on miracles then you are lost. Your eyes should be removed from every other thing and fixed onto Jesus. The Bible says, looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. A terrible time is coming. A dangerous time is coming. A time that nobody will be able to be strong enough. Nobody can say, I'll be strong to survive. A terrible day is coming. You'll be watching on TV how they are cutting a famous pastor who meets rapture. 
how they are cutting out one of his hands. And they will be making mockery of Jesus in this life, inside this life. So the Bible says, Blessed are those who were able to make it on the first resurrection. People that were able to make it on the first resurrection, they were resurrected. I don't know, I'm talking to you right now. What is that thing that will stop you from being raptured? What is that single thing that will stop you from being raptured? When Jesus will want to rapture his children. I mean, if rapture is taking place now, what is that thing that will stop you from being raptured? What is that thing? Is it malice? Is it somebody that you could not forgive? Is it bitterness? Is it a sin you have forgotten you don't want to let go? Is it anger? Are you praying because I want you to pray? What is that thing that is going to hold you? What is that thing that is going to draw you back? What is life all about? If we can do all we're doing, gain all the whole world and lose our soul, what shall it profit a man? To make all the money and his bonds in hell. What shall he profit a man? What shall a man give for an exchange of his life? Our comfort as believers is despite all I went through, I made it. Despite the shame, I made it. Despite the pain, I made it. Despite the anguish, the poverty, I made it. Despite the sorrow, I made it. Despite not having enough, I made it. That's our joy. That's our comfort as believers. That's our comfort as believers. Wherever you are, I want you to open your mouth and talk to Jesus.
If rapture takes place now, will you be raptured? If Jesus comes now, will you be raptured? That's the question I'm asking you now. I want quietness everywhere. If Jesus decides to blow the trumpet now, will you be among those that will be raptured? Or you came to escort other people to save God? Will you be raptured? Will you hear the trumpet? Will you hear the trumpet? A righteous judge is coming to judge the world. Righteous judge that nobody will be able to bribe. He will not look at men by their positions and what they have. He will judge them as he is. He is holy. And his criteria is holy. Will you miss up? Or will he say to you, go, for I know you not. That day will be full of tears. Because the Bible says, people shall meet God and say, but I casted out demons in your name. They weren't pagans. They weren't Muslims. They were believers. In fact, they were pastors. They would tell God, but I casted out demons in your name. I gave accurate prophecies in your name. And he would say, go, I know you're not. You ignored the most important thing, which is to give your life to me. I want to pray for everybody right now. I want all eyes closed. This is a very wonderful time in your life right now. The king is coming. Jesus is coming. God will judge me so much if I have a church and I keep exciting them every Sunday and not tell them about the coming of Christ. Then my judgment would have been so great that there will be no mercy for me. So the greatest job I have to do is to always remind you that we came here strangers. We are strangers here and will depart very soon. Nobody owns this world. 500 years ago, people were here. A psychologist said the other day, he said, there's anywhere you stand in this world, somebody had dropped dead in that place before. Many people have occupied here, they just stay for some time and leave. The wall is like a hotel room. You go in, get a key, and you walk and stay there. After some time, you are checked out. Another person gets in. The main thing is, do you have a relationship with your Creator? Is there any connection between you and your Maker? Because you are returning back to Him. This Jesus that a lot of people are ignoring and don't want to hear anything about. There will be a day that that's the only license you need to survive. Bow your heads, everybody. I want to pray for you. Talk to Jesus. This thing, my mother used to tell me, they won't use the salvation of your mother and redeem you. They won't say, mention your family's name. George's family. And the children, George and the wife and children should come in. No way. John said, I saw the great and the small standing before the judgment throne of God. I saw the great and I saw the small standing before the judgment throne of God. And they were judged according to their works. So I'm preaching to everybody now. You are hearing me from wherever you are. 
Paul said, even myself as a preacher, I put myself under scrutiny. So that after I finish preaching to you, I won't be a castaway. Everybody has to be on their foot. This is the end time. Very soon, you'll find some people that used to work for God heavily, who are no longer interested about God. That's the work of the end time. It's to reveal to you that the end is here. If they had told you that there will be a time in life that they will be having service for one hour, 30 minutes, would you have believed in your life? When we grew up a little bit, it was like you give God Sunday. Later on, you give God three hours. It has come to a point that people don't even want to hear God for much. Just give them one hour, 30 minutes. They want to just be in church for just one hour. The Bible says at the end time, they will have itching ears. They will not be excited about God. The love of many shall wash cold. I'm praying for you now. If your hands are on your chest, I'm praying for you. Father, fill our hearts with your love. Fill our hearts with your love. Let us be concerned about heaven. Let us be concerned about your things. Let us be concerned about life after this life. Let us be concerned about Jesus. Lord, I commit ourselves to you. May we not labor today and tomorrow we throw you away. Let Jesus fill our hearts. 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 Father, I pray for us, many that are listening to me now, who have not met you before, who have not met you as their Lord and their Savior, I pray right now for them. Whether they are listening to us on podcasts, whether they are on live, anyhow they are and wherever they are, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that the grace of God will reach them right there. May their eyes be open right there. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you listening to me right now. May the eyes of your understanding be wide open. May the eyes of your understanding be wide open. May you understand that there is nothing as great as someone giving his life to Christ. May you understand that your enjoyment begins the day you get saved. May you understand that whatever thing the enemy gives to you as an enjoyment will end you at an early grave. May the God of heaven open your eyes for you to see him gloriously lifted up. If you're here, you have not given your life to Christ. I want your hand lifted up above your head. I'm a pastor that will always reconcile you back to God. We are not here to condemn you on how you used to live your life. We are here to give you an opportunity to get your life straight with God. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. I want your hand lifted up. I want to pray for you. If your hands are lifted up, say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Jesus, have mercy upon me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, from today, I forsake every worldly pleasure and I commit myself to save you all the days of my life. Lead me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Strengthen me, Jesus, as I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name.